Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Max Nace joining us here today. So excited to have him here. And he is the founder and CEO of Fearless Happiness Coaching and Consulting from Fallbrook, California. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Good, Jill. Thank you. So honored to be here. Uh, Pleasure to have you here. Really excited to talk to you. Uh, For those listeners today, we want to talk today about the recovering, the life coaching, substance abuse counseling, and all that he does. Max, please introduce yourself to everyone today. Hi, everybody. My name is Max Nace. Um, Just to give you a little background, I've been clean and sober for almost 20 years. Next month on the 27th, I will be celebrating 20 years clean and sober. And I've been working in the addiction field for 15 years almost. And I started my business about three years ago because I found that there was uh, a population that was kind of suffering. And um, that was like CEOs, high performers, and executives because, you know, by all means, they're not going to go post on Facebook that they're struggling with substance abuse, right? So uh, it's been a passion of mine to help those who are suffering. I've been doing it for a long time. And um, yeah, it's great to be here today to talk about it. Well, we are excited to have you. Thank you so much. I think it's important before we focus on you know, the specific aspects of the work you're doing, I do want to get to know a little bit more about you uh, and also point out your website uh, just so you can uh, do me a favor, spell it for us uh, since people might not be able to spell your name, Max. All right, my name is spelled M-A-X, of course. Last name is N-I-J-S-T. Perfect. And you're a motivational speaker, published author, substance abuse recovery coach. But would you mind just giving us a little more of your background before we get into all these coaching programs and how you can help our listeners? I'd appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, you know, it started, like I said, almost 20 years ago, and I was in active addiction for about nine years, and, um, you know, I can tell you all the war stories, but I won't get into that, but I will tell you that my alcoholism and drug addiction took over, and it led me down a very horrible path, uh, like I said, for nine years, and so horrible that um, I didn't see my children for nine of those years, because doing drugs and alcohol were more important, or the guilt and shame would kick in, and I would be just too embarrassed, too shame-ridden to go see them. And and Jill, literally, I could be in the house next door, and I would wait till either they went to bed or went to school the next day, and I would do what I had to do to uh, avoid my children. Uh, It's a long story. You know, like most people will tell you, it started off, you know, as recreational experimentation. Um, But what happened for me is when I started going through the divorce, Uh, with my ex-wife, things just got really bad really quick. And what happened is, uh, long story short, our divorce was final, and shortly thereafter, my ex-wife left me a message uh, to telling her, telling me to call her, and I did, and and what I was about to hear wasn't very well. It didn't go over well for me. She had taken my kids and went to Nebraska without telling me, and, and at that time, those my three children, you know, were the only ones that were really holding me together because I'd have them every weekend and, you know, I'd spend as much time as I could with them. And then after that, it was just downhill. It went, the drug use went, took off, the alcohol use took off. 
I went from never getting in trouble to, you know, slowly getting in trouble from minor infractions to misdemeanors, and then finally the tip of the iceberg, I got a, a felony, which nowadays is kind of a slap on the wrist, a slap on the hand, but that led me to go to jail, you know, and, and it was just a crazy ride because I didn't know how to stop. And I, the people around me, I didn't, I felt like I was all alone. If anybody's ever felt like that, and I didn't know how to reach out for help um, like I do now, but it just spiraled out of control so bad. Like, for instance, here's um, when it got really bad after my wife had come back, ex-wife, excuse me, from Nebraska. Um, that was probably at, right at the beginning of where it was really getting bad. And she said, hey, I'm back in Orange County. Come see the children. They want to see you. And I said, okay. So I borrowed a friend's car, and I spent the night in the car out in front of their house so I wouldn't miss that visit. And I'll never forget, Jill, is she was not, you know, I woke up to a knock on the window. It was summertime. And you can imagine I'm sweating. And all I can remember is her and the three kids just looking at me and my ex shaking her head. But that's where it would start, me not seeing my children. I ended up staying with them that night so I could see the kids. But after that, it got so bad, I would not see those kids for nine years. But, you know, the good part is I've been back for almost 20 years now. Oh, God. Look, I commend you for sharing the story, and I know it's not easy still to relive this. Uh, and I just commend you for being able to talk to us today about this and to let people know they're not alone. You know, there's coaches out there who are great coaches but may not have walked the walk in a sense. And so I, I, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. It means a lot. And for someone who really uh, can help, I mean, as a recovery coach, family coach, um, we're excited to have you here to find out more about you and the work that you're doing now. So, you know, with every bad, there's also good to come out of it, right? So here you are now. And wow, you turned your life around and the work that you're doing. Let's talk more specifically now about the work that you are doing. Um, I am. So I'm what you, I like to call myself a recovery slash life coach last mindset accountability coach and substance abuse counselor i know it's a long-winded um but what happened for me and i why i'm so passionate about doing this day in and day out is i went through some of the toughest times jill in my recovery so i'll give you a real quick so here's i'll give you a real quick story of how that happened so about seven years ago i would lose my sister uh, eight months lo- later, my brother would commit suicide and lose his battle to addiction. And then six months to the day, my mom would pass on Thanksgiving Day, literally Jill, of a broken heart. And then that following Monday, I would stick my youngest daughter in treatment for the first time. Oh. And then, as, yeah, and then as recently as three years ago, now almost four, we would lose our granddaughter, my wife and I, to uh, what they call mitochondrial disease and skids, which is like. If you remember John Travolta, the boy in the bubble, yes, yes, so she had, yeah, she had two disorders, um, and she died at three months and a day old, and then at a week, a week later, on my way back to work, my son, my daughter would call me and say, "You need to get to the hospital. Your son's dying." My son, at thirty years old, due to his addiction, almost died of a massive stroke. He was on life support for ten days. Uh. So for me, you know, when I think about it. I could have easily bolded, you know. I mean, it was a very, very tough time. But in my recovery, luckily for me, I've had such 
good mentors, and in my case, I have a great sponsor who have taught me that no matter what, you don't go back, if you know what I mean. Wow. So, you know, going through those um, challenges, I like to call them, and struggles, um, I learned to, you know, well, and I've been doing this for almost 20 years, but really dig in and practice gratitude. And even through those tough times, I found things to be grateful for. And then what happened is just, you know, about I finished my book finally about during that time. And then I said, you know what? I want to help people that really don't like to, you know, tell on themselves and say they're struggling. So I made it my life's mission, excuse me, and it's my passion is to help those who are afraid to ask for help because of maybe, you know, their positions at work or their status in society, right? Because you know as well as I do, like I said earlier, a lot of people are not going to raise their hand on a Facebook post and say, I've been struggling, right, that are in a position of power and say, I'm either drinking myself to sleep every night because I'm so stressed out over work or whatever, right? So those challenges have shaped me into who I am today. And, you know, no matter how long it takes, like I said, if they say if when you're passionate about what you do, you never work a day in your life. And, and I just keep plugging and moving one foot in front of the other and try to help as many people as I can. Ah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for, for being here. We're excited to talk to you. And clearly, the fact that you're so hoping with all your different programs, you want to talk about some of them specifically and, you know, what we can expect to, to work with someone like yourself. Um, you also, by the way, I want to talk about your book. It's called Fearless Happiness. Is that it? Yeah, same as, yes, Fearless Happiness, My Addiction, My Battles, My Recovery. Beautiful. So, by the way, where can we get a copy of that? And tell me a little bit more details about the book. So, you can find that on Amazon. Um, I think it's seven ninety nine. you know. Um, I wrote that. I th- Actually, so kind of a little bit backwards, right? I started 10 years prior before those things I just told you about what happened with my family. So, when... My brother passed away, and my mother, my coaches and mentors that I had at the time, I said, I got to finish this book. So I wanted to write basically like an autobiography to show people that you can, you know, however you do it. I know there's different ways to find recovery, but I wanted to show people like where I had been, what I had gone through, and where I am at today. And so basically, it's a story from my battle with addiction into recovery and, you know, everything in between and, and, how helping others has been my, you know, the main thing for me to stay clean and sober all these years. Awesome. And, and then, um, uh, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. We just have a little bit of a delay. So I want you to continue. Go ahead. Right. So I was just saying, so that was a big part of me writing the book was, you know, not only being cathartic and, and helping me heal from all this stuff that I had just gone through in my family uh, but to show people that no matter what happens in your life, you don't have to, you know, drink, use drugs, right? And that's kind of what my program is at this moment, right, is is one-on-one coaching with me, which entails learning some mindfulness, um, teaching them accountability, um, and just showing, you know, leaving it up to the client what they want to do for their recovery. Because, you know, I know... Um, you know, some people, when I've mentioned 12 steps, they're like, I'm not going to AA. So I teach mindfulness, which right now, the clients I have currently, they all love it because it helps them 
right? Be able to handle those thoughts that come in their brain and be able to just, like, acknowledge them without judgment and then continue on for their day, right? So I don't know if you know much about addiction. Like, a lot of us can uh, uh, obsess over these thoughts that really, right, have on normal people. I want to say I don't like there's anything as such thing as normal, if you know what I mean. But most people can handle it. But, like, what I have learned in my recovery early on especially was I would let these thoughts just stew around, and I ended up early in my recovery relapsing four times before I finally got serious. And so what mindfulness that I teach helps is just helps learn some meditation, gives them some tools, and then I hold them accountable. If they go to meetings, I'm their accountability partner. How many meetings you go to today? How many meetings you go to this week? And then I help them change their mindset, to uh, you know, and help them try to get rid of that negative self-talk that all of us have experienced at one time or another. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, keep moving forward with them. Got it. Well, also at this time, we got to take a quick commercial break. Would you mind sharing the best form and all forms of contact for our listeners, please? Yes, you can reach me at maxnace.org, org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot org. I'm on all the social media platforms. You can find me on uh, Facebook at max.nace. Um, I'm on Instagram as the Fearless Happiness Ninja. And also, I'm a podcast host, and you can find my podcast, uh, the Fearless Happiness Podcast, on iTunes or Spotify or all the major platforms. And, yeah, you can reach me pretty much anywhere. And when is that on, by the way? And uh, specifically, do you, is it a live show, tape show? When can we find it? Yeah, it's a tape show. I release a new episode every Wednesday. I just released, I believe it was episode 117 last week, where I actually interviewed parents of a friend of mine who um, was, uh, well, he was sober when he passed, but uh, I wanted to give the audience the parents' perspective of addiction, so it's a great episode if anybody wants to go listen to that one. All right, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back with more Don't Go Anywhere. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Compassionate Healing Services offers a unique approach to treating mental and physical health conditions. 
We combine trauma healing with Reiki energy work and other holistic modalities. Compassionate isn't just the name of our business, it's the driving force behind our mission and the people we choose to collaborate with. If you or a loved one struggles with mental health, give us a call at 856-334-0018 or visit chsyoga.com. Compassionate Healing Services, mental health done differently. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our friend here, Max Nace, joining us here. You can hire him to speak. Don't forget about the Fearless Happiness podcast and, of course, his book, Fearless Happiness. And he's here helping so many people with his coaching and consulting. And his really mission is to help high performers, executive CEOs who avoid losing what they have worked so hard for. And uh, we are excited to have you back. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. So, I mean, besides the recovery coaching, you're also helping families, too, and doing interventions. Uh, what are the aspects for today did you want to get into? Just letting you know, we have seven minutes left, so I want to make sure we're covering everything that's important to you. Absolutely. And one thing I want to mention, right, in regards to intervention, in order for someone going through recovery, whether it's alcoholism or drug addiction, my belief in over the years of, like, almost the 15 years, that I have been doing this, I believe family involvement is key. The chances of success go up so much more when the family's involved. Uh, Because I I can't tell you how many times um, where they have dropped off a loved one and they say, okay, we'll be back in 90 days, fix our child, right? And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. But the ones who stuck by them, right, and who show up every week, for the one-on-ones or the family group sessions, their chances of success go up so much more than if they just got dropped off and left there. So that's why I like doing interventions. So when I do an intervention, I definitely talk to the families, uh, you know, where just this intervention, does, your, your involvement doesn't stop here. It's going to continue throughout their treatment. And I work with families throughout the time I'm with the client. Um, I usually do a one-on-one with the client and their significant other or the parents or whoever it may be, um, you know what I mean? So, and, and as I evolve my business, right, I will, you know, going to do some more group stuff where the families are involved uh, besides just the one-on-ones where I can do group coaching for the families as well as the clients, if that makes sense. I mean, could you share some ex- stories with us, some experiences of people that you've worked with? Um, okay, I'll give you a story of... of I worked at a facility at a hospital, and they had a four-day-long uh, four family program, right? It started on a Monday. It would end on Thursday. So one of my clients, you know, they get to a certain level of care. They part, they, they're required to participate in this family uh, program, right, which the first day is kind of an introduction of what's going to go on. You walk in the room the second day, which I would speak at, right, and give a little bit of my story to the families. And you'd see, you know, tissue boxes all over the place. So, for instance, I had I had a father who just couldn't understand that his son wouldn't quit. Like, why can't he just say no? So as we're walking down the hall after one of the, the days, you know, he was telling me, he goes, why can't my son just stop? 
And so I, I had to explain to him in a way that he got. And I was thinking, I go, how can I explain this? So what I told him, I said, you're a big guy. The man was about six foot five. He was a police officer, big guy. He said, you're a pretty big gentleman, right? He said, yeah, you can say that. I said, I want you to go down to the local train yard. I want you to stand in front of a train that's coming at you at five miles an hour. And I want you to put your hand out and stop that train. And I'm just talking the front part, not the whole train, just one portion. And he goes, no, it'll eventually run me over. I mean, it's too big, too heavy. And I said, okay, your son's disease, which addiction is, is like the bullet train in Japan coming at you at full speed. Once he starts or once we start, there's no stopping us, right? There's only either getting arrested or, God forbid, God stops us. And he just looked at me, he shook my hand, and he goes, I get it now. And from what I gathered, his son is still sober today, and that was eight years ago. So sometimes you got to get tough with the family. Amazing, yeah. You know what I mean? I've had to do the tough route where, um, and I hate to say this, but I said, you know, I'm going to be honest on your show here. I've told parents, I go, if you keep doing the way you're doing it, you're going to kill your child. Uh. Right? By giving them money. I mean, we have to love the addict and the alcoholic back to life. But we also don't want to support their use, if you know what I mean. And it's a fine line. So that's something I love to get into with parents. Right? I mean, I don't, it, it, you know, I'll give you my example. Last time I was in jail, my mom said, you're no longer welcome. She came to visit, looked me across from the glass and said, I love you, son, but you're no longer welcome at my home. If you come near my home, I will call the police. And if my neighbors see you, they're going to call the police. What are you going to do? And that was one of those moments, I got to tell you, that just woke me up and said, I got to do something different. And here I am almost 20 years later. God bless. Look, I've had, I have a brother who's still, I'm unfortunately my mom passed away six years ago to cancer, but my brother is, I'm 45, he's 40, 47, never, ever, ever has learned his lesson. We just spent a weekend with him and my family and my kids and his daughter and he got drunk. He caused a big family scene. We had to cut our vacation short and he's this age. Nothing's ever changed. And you know, it's a shame. It doesn't end the drinking, his behavior. Uh, and before my mom died, I'll never forget, you know, the last few weeks she wanted, finally wanted nothing to do with him, but she enabled him his whole life. You know, when he started doing drugs at the age of 12 and was in and out of school and just always enabled. And, you know, I have a six and eight year old now and I, and I, you learn from your experiences and your past and it's so sad that it took my mom dying to finally realize what I was what did I do all these years why did I you know and I just hope that people can learn from stories like this and like you know that you're telling that I'm sharing here today that enabling is not a good thing and, and I mean I get creative credit to your mom as hard as that must have been for you I'm assuming you would say that was a great thing for her to finally step up and let you know that it's time right yeah absolutely absolutely um, and if I can tell your audience one thing that I've learned over the years, and I heard this on a talk, on a TED talk, um, from a journalist, you know, and I don't mean to say like we, we stop loving the addict or the alcoholic, but what he said he had the, if you think about it, what's the opposite of addiction? It's not sobriety. It's connection. We have to teach them to be able to connect again with others, like-minded people that are doing the same thing. Thank God I listened to my sponsor and went to meetings and connected with, like, I have such a huge recovery community. There's no way I would want to go back out there and do anything like that. You know what I mean? And after seeing what happened with my brother and my son, like, I've learned, you know, 
as I've grown in this thing called recovery is that I got to love on the addict, but I also don't have to enable the addict, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you today for being here, for joining us. And uh, we have a minute left in the show. What else did you want to add for your listeners today? Thank you so much. Yeah, if I can tell you, if you're struggling, you can reach me. If you just need someone to talk to, you know, I'm on Facebook. You can't miss me. It's max.nace. Um, DM me. You can email me um, at fearlesshappiness.com. Uh, uh, fearlesshappiness at gmail.com. If you just need help in finding resources, please give me a call. I'd rather have you reach out than try to do this on your own because I'm living proof that when you try it on your own, it doesn't work. But here, because I've been doing this for so long and I haven't done it alone, I'm sitting here on a wonderful podcast with Jill, and we're talking about some stuff that I'm passionate about. So just don't hesitate. Please reach out. All right. Thank you again. Remind us how we can reach you. Right. You can reach me at maxnace.org. Um, you can reach me on Facebook as max.nace or Instagram as the Fearless Happiness Ninja. And I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. All you got to do is type in my name. It's a rare name. You'll see me pop up. And if you need help, just reach out and I'll help you the best I can. Thanks so much. Pleasure. Thank you again for being here. Looking forward to the next time we connect. And to all of our listeners, stay tuned. More of the show is on the way. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs defend it who makes the payments who cleans it who drives it you do that's who and in here your word is law so when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up you won't budge an inch until you hear that click never give up until they buckle up A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.